the thief comes not except to steal, kill, and destroy. I have come that you might have an enjoy life, life in abundance until it overflows. Discover how to live the abundant life in Christ through the ministry of Pastor Oseyao Afwakwa. Pastor Afwakwa is the founder and general overseer of Embassy of Life Chapel, a thriving ministry headquartered in Kumasi with a network of churches in Kumasi and Accra, Ghana. God has commissioned him to train believers through the teaching of the good news of the kingdom to know God better, live life better, and impact the world better. Get set for an empowerment that will enable you to live a life of all-round victory, success, and limitless prosperity. God bless you as you listen. Praise the Lord. Prayer is very critical. Somebody say, prayer is critical. Say, angels are my ministering spirit. Prayer is a vital platform I have to engage angelic ministrations. Angels are released to work in your favor 24-7. Can I have an Amen. Yeah, they are working. The Bible said he will give his angels charge over thee. Charge over thee. Charge over thee. Charge over thee. In other words, they should be working on your matter 24-7. They are in charge. If you go to commercial bank or any of the banks, where you go there, usually they have a police officer that is in charge of the bank. How many of you have been seeing those people? They are there with their AK-47s. Whether they are bullet in or not, we don't know, but they are there. And their presence can scare some armed robbers. Angels are also being mandated to be in charge. He shall give. Somebody say, he shall give. Say, he shall give. Uh Under the old, he shall give. Under the new, he has given. Somebody say, he has given. Uh So, under the old... He shall give, but under the new, he has what? That is one of the major things that distinguishes between the Old Testament and the New Testament. In the Old Testament, many of the things were promises. But in the New Testament, the things that were promises have been fulfilled here. Uh So he is not, he shall give, he has given. That's why he says, are they not ministering spirit? Send forth, not shall be sent forth. Sent forth. They have already been sent forth. And as we pray, we release them to go into specific areas. Do you remember that Peter was kept in prison? His angel was available, but not until they prayed. The angel had no work to do. The Bible said when they prayed, an angel was released. Anything of yours that has been arrested, angels have been released. Your money is released. Your job is released. Your health is released. Your peace released. In the mighty name of Jesus. Well, there was a series I began last year. And like you know it, we don't finish things here. We continue stuff here. Amen. When you are in school, you never finish anything. When you are in school. (laughs) When you are in school. And being a Christian is to be in school. Jesus said, come unto me, all you that labor and are heavy lately. And I will give you rest. Take my yoke and learn of me. Somebody say, learn of me. 
Say, learn of me. Say, I'm a student for life. Say, I'm a student for life. Yeah. We are students for life. When you are in primary school, you do science. When you come to JHS, you do science. When you go to SHS, you do science. And when you come to the university, you have College of Science and Technology. Amen? So you still do science. They call it science, but the content are always not the same. It's science, the same. So we can talk about prayer, but the content at every phase is not the same. And so tonight, we want to continue what we began last year on praying with results. Somebody say praying with results. Now, understand that the whole essence of prayer is for resource. Somebody say for resource. Yeah, God is a resource-oriented God. He is a resource-oriented God. One day, Jesus gave a parable. He said, a man planted a fig tree and he left it and came. And after a year or so, after three years, he came and there was no fruit. Then he said, leave it. For the next three years, if you come and there is no fruit, cut it down. For why cumbered he the ground? Somebody say, why cumbered he the ground? <laughs> why? I, I like that English so much. Why cumbered he the ground? <laughs> why cumbered he? Why are you still on ground? <laughs> you have no use. Okay, so why must we pray? Because God answers prayer. Jeremiah 33 verse 3. He said, call unto me and I will answer thee. And I will show you. God will answer you in this fast. Amen. I said, my God will answer you in this fast. Isaiah 65 verse 2. He said, oh you who hear prayer to you, all flesh shall come. In Matthew chapter 7 verse 7, Jesus said, Ask and it shall be given. Seek and it shall find. Knock and it shall be opened. He says, For everyone, somebody say, For everyone. everyone. Say, For everyone. everyone. Say, I'm part, I'm part of the everyone. That includes me. Say, The everyone, everyone. includes me. Includes. That's what the Bible says. For everyone that asketh, and he who sees, and to him that knocks, it shall be, as you knock in this fast, it shall be open. Now, we said that to obtain results in prayer last year, one thing we looked at was the fact that if you are going to obtain results in prayer, we need to understand our relationship with God as our Father. Somebody say, God is my Father. Proper understanding of your relationship with God as your Father is foundational. How many of you remember that? Yeah. It's foundational for obtaining answers in prayer. Who is God to you? He is not your terrorist. He is not your killer. He is not your fault finder. He is not your judge. He is your father. Can somebody say he's my father? Say he is my father. Now, in the book of Hebrews, the Bible says, let us therefore come what? Boldly. Why? Because he's our father. When you understand the fact that God is your father, no matter what it is that has happened, you can always come with boldness. Jesus knew that there are some fathers that their children cannot appear with boldness. So he says that God is not like our earthly fathers. He said, for you have earthly fathers. Even you evil earthly fathers, when your children ask you for bread, you don't give them a stone. And when they ask for a fish, you don't give them a serpent. 
How much more shall your heavenly father? So he drew a clear contrast between the heavenly father and the earthly father. Somebody say, God is my father. Matthew chapter 6 and verse number 5 to 9. 6 to 9. Matthew chapter 6, verse 6 to 9. But you, when you pray, go into your room and shut your door. Pray to your, pray to your, who is in the, who is in the secret place. And your father who sees in the secret will reward you, will reward you. Now, verse 7, he said, And when you pray, do not use vain repetitions as a hidden do, for they think that they will be heard for their mouth speakings. Many words. Therefore, do not be like them, for your father... Somebody say, my father knows. My father knows. He said, for your father knows the things you need before you ask him. And in this manner, therefore, pray, our father which art in heaven. In a very short passage, Jesus mentioned Father, Father, Father four or five times. And that shows the significance of that. Prayer is based on a relationship. Somebody says it's a relationship. Yeah, the reason why you should talk to God, whether there is a need or there is no need, is that every relationship is sustained by communication. Somebody say communication. communication. Huh. So in the simplest of forms, when we talk about prayer, Prayer is simply communication between man and God. Prayer is divine communication between humanity and divinity. When we come to God in that fellowship, we are in prayer. It doesn't necessarily have to do with asking for anything. It just has to do with communion. Somebody say fellowship. Fellowship. Say fellowship. fellowship. All right, so that's the first foundation. Jesus taught that the foundation for prayer is knowing God as your father. The reason why he came to die was to make God our father. That's why it's so important. God was our creator before Jesus came. But when Jesus came and died, he became our father. The Bible said for him because in bringing many sons into glory, he brought many sons. So you see, when somebody says Jesus is not the only begotten son of God, would you believe it? He used to be the only begotten. But after he died, he has brought many sons into glory. So Jesus is no longer the only begotten son of God. All of us are begotten sons of God. Can somebody shout an amen? Amen. That is how special you are. That's why God does not treat you less than he treats Jesus. You have the same standing. When you pray in the name of Jesus, it's just like Jesus speaking to God direct. That's what it is. So, that's our father. God wants you to know him as a father, much more than anything. He says he has given us the Holy Spirit, whereby we cry, Abba, Father, Daddy. That's what it means. Abba, Father. The Holy Spirit helps you to call him Father. Please never forget this. Never, never. Always be reminded. When you can't even pray, Father, I, I, I'm tired. I don't feel like praying. That is prayer in itself. Somebody say that's prayer in itself. Yeah. And by the time you realize, if you indeed spoke it out in faith, strength to pray will enter you. Number one, we said we must know God as our Father. Number two, we must know what to pray for. Somebody say what to pray for. Say what to pray for. Say what to pray for. There is what we pray for. 
You must know that. There is what we must pray for. Romans chapter 8, verse 26 to 27. Likewise the Spirit. Somebody say, likewise the Spirit. He said, likewise the Spirit also helps our weaknesses. For we do not know what we should pray for as we ought to. But the Holy Spirit himself makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be altered. Somebody say that is what I ought to pray for. You have to know. Jesus did not just teach us about prayer. He also taught us. If you look at the ministry of Jesus from the Synoptic Gospels, you go through Acts and then you come into their pieces. You realize that there are, there are scriptural instructions on what we ought to pray for. It's not anything that you can just, because you are just talking it is prayer. No. There are some things that are like uh, I was saying on Sunday. It's, uh, <laughs> it's almost like enchantment. It's not prayer. There is what we ought to pray for. That's what Jesus said. Likewise, the Spirit helps our infirmity, for we do not know what we ought to pray for. We ask, we do not receive because we ask amiss. We are asking for the wrong things, but you ask for the right thing. Somebody say an amen. amen. So we'll be exploring some scriptural things or personalities we ought to pray for. One, today we are looking at our personal needs and desires. That's one of the things we ought to pray for. That's why we always start the month with prayer expectation cast. It's not out of place. It's not selfishness. There are some people who make you feel like asking for something for yourself is selfishness. No. Then God actually wants you to be selfish. If praying for your personal needs is selfishness, then God actually is the one who instigated it. He actually wants you to be selfish. Selfish. Because that's what the Bible says. Look at John 15, 7. He said, if you abide in me. Somebody say, abide in me. Abide. He said, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, you will ask what you desire. Somebody say, my desire. desire. Are you not excited that your father is excited about your desires? Your desires matter to God. Delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. So, God wants to meet your heart desires. As a loving father, the things that you desire, he's excited at giving them to you. Say an amen. amen. So Mark chapter 11 verse 24, he says, Therefore I say unto you, whatsoever things you desire, when you pray, it's one of the things you need to, whatsoever things. So when you are praying, you want to pray your desires out, express your desire. Prayer is not uh, an engagement to take anything. Prayer is a platform to express your desire to God and expect to receive them. Praise God. He said, if you abide in me and my words abide in you. Somebody say, okay, what if I want another man's wife? It's my desire. It's a foolish desire. <laughs> if his words abide in you, you can't have that kind of desire. Are you with me here? Yeah. I desire that somebody dies, so I will take his place. It's a foolish desire. If his words abide in you, that's a condition. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you will ask. So it's not uh, that, oh, no, 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 no. It's not just any nyama nyama desire. Pastor, I think I need a second wife. It's a foolish desire. 
Jesus said, in the beginning it was not so. <laughs> Are you here with me? He says, if you abide. Somebody say, if you abide. That's a condition. If you abide in me and my words abide in you. If you abide in me, your concern and your obsession is what brings glory and honor to me. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, your mentality is so transformed that what I want is what you want. Yeah. So I, I, I desire some bottle of Guinness. <laughs> no, 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 no. It doesn't work like that. Look at Matthew chapter 7, verse 7 to 11. Ask and it will be given. Seek and you will find. Knock and it shall be opened unto you. For everyone who asks, receive. And he who seeks, find. And to him who knocks, it will be opened. And what man is there among you? See, he changes it. What man is there among you? If his son asks for bread. So this thing is about father-son relationship. If his son asks for bread, he will give him a stone. Or if he asks for a fish, he will give him a servant. If you then, being evil, somebody say, if you then being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children. How much more will your father in heaven give good things? Somebody say good things. So you see, the things that God wants to give you, they are good things. Somebody say they are good things. Say they are good things. Yeah. God knows how to give good things to you. When you ask, expect to receive. Somebody say, expect to receive. Some of your uh, personal desires may be, or expectations or requests may be specific. Others may be general. But whichever of them may be, you must always ask with a sound understanding that one, God loves you, and two, God is committed to meeting the desires of your heart. Somebody say, he's committed. Say, he's committed. You see, when you come to that point of conviction, you will cast all your cares. You will cast what? First Peter 5, 7, casting all your cares. Casting all your cares. Some people have cast some of the cares. There are some others who have even cast most of the cares. But when you come to a place where you are so convinced beyond any shadow of doubt, one, my father loves me too. My father is concerned about the things I desire and he wants the best for me. You will cast all. You will not worry about anything. Be anxious for nothing. See a man who lives anxiety free. See a man who lives carefree is because he has come to this point of conviction. One, God loves me. Two, God cares so much about me that everything I need and I've already committed into his hands, he's able to deliver it to man. This month, you receive answers. In the mighty name of Jesus. Psalm 55 verse 22, he said, Cast thy burden upon the Lord and he shall sustain thee. He will sustain you this month. He will sustain you this month. So I want you to come to God as a loving father. Somebody say a loving father. That's, that's what prayer is about. Come to him as a loving father who loves you and is committed. When we're looking at the father, he's a father. We talked about the father, he's a loving father. We talked about he's an able father, a willing father, a gracious father, a merciful father. All of those things are things we talked about the last time. Praise God. Uh-huh. When you have an understanding of who he is, then you have to come with your desires. That's one of the things. And Tomorrow will continue. The Lord bless you. And the Lord give you deep understanding. Somebody say, my father cares. cares. 
my father knows, my father loves, and my father gives. Say, I pray with results. I have answers in prayer. I pray about my desires. When I pray about my desires, I pray unselfishly. I'm praying scripturally. Yeah, understand that. In fact, some time ago, I sat in a meeting where I was made to feel like it is a selfishness out of place, sin to even pray about your needs. The Bible says your father knows the things you need before you ask them. And he still invites you to ask. It's always a delight to every loving father. When the daughter comes or the son comes, say, Daddy, please give me this. When you release it, you feel excited, you feel proud. Particularly when you release it and your child is happy. That is what brings God joy and gladness. You obtain answers. You will obtain answers. You see, when this understanding is there, you know that God is more willing to give you than you are willing to ask. Yeah, because three mom in three in prayer, no? <laughs> Some people do bantam weight in prayer. You'll get results. Whatever you are doing, you need to do it with the right mentality. Somebody say the mentality. Including prayer. You must have the right mentality. If you are come to God and you are thinking that what you are asking, no, it's not like God will give you. You don't qualify. You don't deserve. All of that will affect your asking. You receive answers. Lift up your hands and thank God and give him praise. Lord, we thank you tonight. Pastor Afuakwa has just placed in your hands the key for all-round victory, success, and limitless prosperity. Share your testimonies with us on 020-422-5790 or email us at embassyoflifechapel at gmail.com. Get interactive with Pastor Afuakwa on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. For more information, visit our website at www.embassyoflife.org. Fellowship with us this and every Sunday for our service at our headquarter church from 8.30 a.m. to 11 a.m. for our good news service. And on Wednesdays for our discovery service from 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. Our church auditorium is located on the top floor of Nanama Ejakuma Plaza opposite the Unity Oil Station, Santata Runabout, Kumasi, Ghana. Alternatively, you can join us online for our services on Embassy of Life Chapel, Facebook or YouTube pages. God richly bless you. Oh, no, no, no.